Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Good evening, Razorback fans. Welcome to the one, the only Hog Talk podcast, live from the Sterling Soap and Roastery Studios, part of the Believe in Buzz Radio Networks on 106.7 in Central Arkansas. All live shows are presented to you by Arkansas Brewing Company in downtown Ozark. I'm Porter Hayes, and alongside me, as always, is Adam Hall. We are brought to you by Bet Online. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchups for baseball, basketball, football, and more. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code BLEAV for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. And we head over to the Metters Lumber Hotline where we're brought to you by Peter Bartell on Twitter. He's known as Pigskin Petey. Man, appreciate you coming on. Uh, a lot to talk about. Uh, outsider's perspective of what everything's been going on with the Razorback football program. So appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Whoopie suey to the audience, and good to be here. Well, we'll just jump right into it. You know, when you seen how the season was going and progressing, I mean, what was your thoughts of what was going on with the program? You know, what did you see that was going wrong? Could things get fixed? And then, of course, at the season's end when we didn't know who was going, staying, and then the hiring of Bobby Petrino, you know, just so much for you to take in as a national media member. What was your thoughts on all that? It was um, tough to watch, right, for everybody, I think. The thing that was puzzling is Sam Pittman has such good energy. You've seen his locker room speeches, his pep talks. Heck, the ones I'm most impressed by is the ones coming off of losses. He yeah. still finds a way to get his team motivated. I mean, you've seen the locker room speeches at the at, after they've just lost the game, and he's in there, like, pumping them up, and he's got me ready to play, believing that I'm going to win. Um regardless of how the team's doing, but it, it was tough to watch. And then, you know, the, the most confusing thing was, guys, the end of the season, um, I think a lot of people thought, well, he probably could be gone. I thought he probably could be gone. Then they announced your AD, right? The name's escaping mm-hmm. me at this You're moment. Yeah. Um, and um, so he announced he'd be back before the Mizzou game, right? And then it was like, oh, no. <laughs> Then the Mizzou game happens, and it's like, oh, really? Oh, no. Um, Because we saw that just debacle. There's no other way to put it. Lack of discipline, everything. Like, and and, and the tone was just awful. You saw his post-game interview where he, or maybe it was the next day, I don't remember, but he just basically said, next question. Like, how, how do you fix the culture, whatever, the discipline, whatever they asked him. And that was not the answer that you all as Hog Nation wanted to hear. Um, there was zero confidence and then it was crazy because you're all talking like, well, we know they just said he's coming back, but can you like reverse that? Is it possible? (laughs) And then Petrino announcement happens, right? I think a weekish later. And then it's just a 360 of the atmosphere, attitude, everything. It seemed like, I mean, you guys are there in Fayetteville, so you actually are around it. So see the vibe, feel the vibe in Arkansas. I'm not in Arkansas, I'm in Florida. So 
but it, it, it really just from a national perspective, all of a sudden was like, okay, now we're talking. Now we got our swag back. I'll, t- I'll tell you how, point. I'll tell you how big that was on the Arkansas side of things. Arkansas played Duke in Fayetteville for the first time. I mean, ever in, in, in Fayetteville on the 30th anniversary of the national championship year. And nobody was hardly talking about it. All the buzz was around Bobby. And that's just the magnitude that it yeah. had on it. You had a plane flying over Bud Walton arena saying, welcome back, Bobby, or welcome home, Bobby. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, he's, I mean, he's elite. Um, he's proven that he's elite, not just as a play caller, but um, as, you know, a coach, head coach. Um, and the, the interesting thing in his press conference when they introduced him was him politely kind of bashing, I'll call it, uh, Jimbo Fisher. Remember the talk, this yeah. whole past offseason. And I know um, even though he was coming on as the A&M offensive coordinator, I know um, – you know, Fayetteville was tuned into that. Arkansas was tuned into that. How are they going to treat him? And the whole country was, honestly, because he was probably the most popular premier OC hire. Um, and the talk was Jimbo's giving him full control, full control, right? Then that press conference happens when he's hired at Arkansas, and he politely basically said he didn't have full control. He mentioned sleepless nights. He said he had to switch to Jimbo's terminology. What the heck kind of control is that? That's a micromanager. And then Jimbo's out the door, obviously. Um, obviously, I don't see that happening with Arkansas. Um, he has a reputation of winning at Arkansas on the field. And on top of that, Pittman's sinker swimmer right now, right? He knows, like, this is my last-ditch effort. Things ain't working the way I'm doing it. Um, worse off than Jimbo was. So why not just shoot your shot, you know? Petrino, everything – all offense, I can help you out with the O-line, and um, you have an online coach too, right, and just full control of the offense. And it, I do <laughs> – there's no question. There's no talk of, oh, is it going to be full control? No, this ain't a Jimbo yeah. Fisher situation, right? So, Yeah, we all saw the um, – you know, Jimbo first came out and the questions were with Petrino, you know, who's going to have full reign? And Jimbo just flat out said – Bobby Petrino has full reign, and I think we all saw that, and we're like, yeah, that's not going to happen. But, you know, looking from the, um, I guess, outer, the down around floor of the rest of the SEC, past putting the past aside, because Arkansas fans still come up and bring up, you know, what happened to him getting fired here before. Um, how does the – does that even really get talked about around the rest of the SEC? Absolutely. Um, and I think the reason – why or the speculated reason why right because that never truly came to fold it was just kind of like um the other party involved left her position Petrina left his right and that was that but it absolutely still gets talked about i think obviously the generation that's old enough to remember um however i think it's important to take into account the younger generation i was just talking to a, a student at fayetteville last week and I realized they don't even remember that, right? They were probably like 10 That's years true. old. <laughs> so it's interesting. Like they're fans, they're bought in. Um, and, you know, the younger generation will say probably below what, 25, 30, probably wouldn't have any or little recollection of that, regardless of where they are in the Southeast, the country, the majority still does remember it. It's talked about on national media. 
Um, I definitely remember it. Um, when it happened, I mean, I was bummed, you know, because it's, you saw what was already there with two win seasons in a row and what was coming. I remember that Bama game in 2011. Mm -hmm. Bama was clicking by that point. It was, you were that close. You could tell Arkansas was there. And I said, I think the following year was going to be in Fayetteville. And then it obviously didn't happen like that because John L. Smith, don't even get me started. (laughs) But um, one year, one game, and it was just destroyed. It was was devastating to watch. But, yeah, I mean, it's still talked about. Um, I remember it, and I remember it just like that, man. You were were close. And I'm actually coming up here. I'm going to write an article specifically on what could have been um, the dynasty with Arkansas that really never was. And I don't think people realize that. Like, you, could you have been Alabama level, potentially, two 10-win seasons in a row, the way he had that offense clicking, the players and pieces in place? I mean, nothing was stopping that train. Absolutely nothing. That, that seems like it's been the MO for Arkansas. You're so close. I mean, baseball, basketball, football, you know, any anything that really comes to Arkansas sports, we go back to – you know, the stoner fumble, Reggie Fish, you know, his muff fumble in the SEC championship game, the drop, pop, fly, you know, everything that, uh, you know, the game against North Carolina that could have went Arkansas's way. There's so much that – but I want to go back to what you were talking about with the um, Jimbo Fisher thing. You know, it seems like A&M and Arkansas is in the same situation next year coming up post what A&M was. But I think the biggest thing was the ego. I don't think Sam Pittman has the ego that Jimbo Fisher. I think Jimbo said he wanted to let him have full reign. But your thoughts on saying it and doing it, but I think Pittman knows that Bobby Petrino's here to save this program, and it's either going to turn out very good or it's going to turn out very bad. Yeah, I I think he's not just has no ego. I think that Pittman's straight up humble. I think he's definitely a high energy guy, a passionate guy, but at the same time, like understands his place and he's, he's humble and he's grateful for what he's gotten. So I think you're spot on Porter. Um, definitely Jimbo, just arrogant, man. I just, arrogant. you saw it before he even yeah. left FSU, right? Like the way he would basically when things were going downhill, watch like as he exited the field, there was one clip they showed of him getting into it with a fan. Yeah. Like, that you know, you're a D- Kiffin. Don't even do that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Kiffin likes to have a lot of fun. You know, like, he had b- bottles so, thrown at him, and he don't even get into it with them. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but I think um, the other thing too is is not just Pittman being humble, but Petrino's in a different place now too in his life. Right. Um, you can see that, and he's never been an outgoing guy, anyways. Um, but if you watch that interview again when he was introduced that press conference um i mean the man was crying he had to switch questions or topics or something um and, and kind of make it lighthearted again because he was so grateful for the opportunity and you could tell you know he thinks of fayetteville arkansas as his home and to get this second chance i mean they <laughs> The guy asked the right question that invoked emotion. Like, did you think, I think the question was, did you think you'd ever be here again or something? And um, I mean, right away, just waterworks basically. So I think there's two humble heads now, right? In Fayetteville. And there was 
one humble head at A&M, and it wasn't the head coach. To your point, Porter, I think Jimbo just Jimbo Jimboed. So, um, as well, um, a, a couple other points on Petrino. So people forget as well. Like he did epic things at Arkansas before that at Louisville. He had them rolling too, right? Um, he was there, I think, for five years. Had two ten win seasons. Um, also, Lamar Jackson, yeah. he recruited him. Mm-hmm. People don't realize that that he was not there when Lamar won the Heisman. I think Char- was Charlie Strong in yeah, seat. Yeah, I think maybe. Sean was. Okay, so but people don't realize like he's but Lamar was in. in the, that's the thing. Lamar has really improved his passing in the NFL, especially this year. He's come out and said like he wants to be a better passer, and Todd Munkin is putting him in those situations in Baltimore and good on him. But man, again, kind of another, what could have been like Lamar was an elite athlete. Obviously he won the Heisman um, at Louisville, but like what if Petrino had his hands on him longer? Yeah. I mean, he could have been a polished passer by the time he hit the pros. Yeah. I think that's something that we've as fans, especially if Mark's all been looking at is, you know, a lot of the older fans go back to, you know, when Katrina was here the last go around, you know, the Ryan Mallets, the coming into Tyler Wilson, yep. um, those offenses. But the younger generation, I mean, they're seeing Lamar Jackson. They know that Lamar Jackson came from that recruiting with Petrino. So I think, you know, now we're looking at getting Talon Green here um, and seeing who Petrino, who they're offering quarterback-wise in the future recruiting classes. You're kind of getting an idea that there's a couple different styles of quarterbacks he's going after, but they're playmakers in some aspect of the game. Yeah. So it's just, you know, that's one thing that, you know, going into Florida um, is, I mean, is there a whole lot looking towards Arkansas for potential, like, because I know they went to Florida and got a, or recruited or offered a 26, 2025 or 2026 quarterback. So are they looking this way now that Petrino's here? if there's not as much um, opportunity in Florida. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's got a reputation, right? So that's where it really like starts and stops. Hugh Freeze is going through the same thing um, at Auburn. Um, Kiffin, um, the same thing. He just, he's a, he's a, you know, a quarterback guru, offensive guru, the guy freaking throws his hands up before plays happen. Right. So that's how tuned in he is, and and they just pulled Austin Simmons last year out of the state of Florida. Um, it, guys will come, too. That's the thing. Brian Kelly's got Colin Hurley coming in. He was from Florida. Um, so if you look at that, and you got, yeah, some like Kiffin that are pulling from Florida, some like Kelly that aren't necessarily like offensive gurus but they're still pulling elite qbs from florida there ain't no way that you're not looking at that if you're a, you know you're an 18 year old kid from the state of florida and, and guess what the buying committee the parents they do remember petrino in 2012 most likely right 20 not 20 2011 2010 arkansas when he really got things rolling they remember those offenses with all your elite receivers um those tight ends chris Gregg, dj williams um some elite, elite guys. Um, Joe Childs is a receiver. I remember. Was he after? He was. He was uh, with uh, Joe Adams and all those. Greg Childs. He's Joe, Joe, Joe Adams. Adams and uh, the other. Oh goodness gracious! I'm 
I don't know why that the trio Jarius, 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 Jarius Rice, Ryan, Joe yeah. Adams, Joe and Adams. Greg Childs. That's right. Yeah, they were all. Mm-hmm. Marcus Monk was before Petrino, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Oh, he was yeah, Houston yeah. Marcus Monk. Yeah, he was around Matt Jones and all that. And that was a guy that if he didn't get injured, this dude was a freak athlete. He was just as athletic yeah. as Matt Jones. Got to watch him play in the um, state tournament when his high school year beat. Uh, private school at a Little Rock PA, and it was him, him show. And it was just the athleticism you've seen, and it carried over into, you know, the Razorbacks. But, yeah, he was he was one of yeah. those that are forgotten about when it comes to – and he catches a lot of flack because his – I guess it – was it his cousin? Is Malik no, his cousin? His, his little brother. Little brother. His little brother um, went – Malik Monk. Malik Monk Kentucky. went to Kentucky. So there was a lot of backlash off, off of that yeah. as well. But I wanted to ask um, you, the just how hard is it for you to keep up with all this stuff with NIL, Transfer Portal, now that it's all in one big pot? Like, what is your take on it? And I know it's good and bad, and but just trying to keep up, especially like you see KJ leaving, entering the Transfer Portal, you know, and wherever, Rocket Sanders, you know. Yep. The effect that it has had on Arkansas and – how far behind do you think Arkansas is when it comes to this NIL game and transfer portal? It's tough, and it's it sucks to have to pay attention to because I'm probably like you guys. I just want to watch my ESPN 300 recruiting and call it a day, right? Yeah. <laughs> When's National Signing Day? Yeah. Turn it on, watch the Under Armour game, make some, you know, watch some announcements, and it's double trouble now, right? Because you got to pay attention to these shifts. Ultimately, you're behind. I think, let's be honest, as far as number of guys that have signed um, further out of the portal, uh, furthermore, um, like, elite compared to other teams that have signed. However, that evens out. Tennessee was in your same position a day ago. Mm-hmm. Look what happened. They got a tight end commit and then, and then from Notre Dame and then another one just committed this morning. I know you had Danico Slaughter uh, recently mm-hmm. commit and then a good tight end from – so the Eastern Michigan, I think, um, and then get the great JUCO, uh, Kishan Blackstock, who, um, you know, he I guess he wanted to play for Mel Tucker at uh, Michigan State, and when Mel got fired, he just said, hey, yeah, I'm out. And then I think a thing that's undervalued is the kicker from Hawaii coming in. He's a um, – I read up on it. It's two, He's a two-time girls, a semifinalist, 76%. I mean, Cam Little's hard to replace. I'm mm-hmm. not saying it's going to be that level, but, um, man, that ain't bad. So, I say you're behind. Uh, I, I guess I mean uh, behind as far as you don't have that one <clears throat> key big name yet. However, um, I think to counter that, you did not lose Luke Haas. You did not lose Tesla. That's clutch, especially looking at how Petrino – so with Haas specifically, he was a big recruit, first of all. His brother came with him too. And the you're not losing him. And guess what? Petrino loves tight ends. <clears throat> We've seen how he used them in Arkansas before. That is an elite tight end. Petrino has to be absolutely salivating. Um, Tesla put on some good tape too this year, so that's good. So I say – you know, not great so far um, as far as acquisitions, but um, you're keeping the people you should. And also, Taylor Green, um, you did get him. Yes, he's from Boise, 
Uh, but I think people, and, and it, I didn't think about this until somebody else pointed it out. I forget the gentleman I was talking to, but um, he said, you know, people get bought into the instant, like it's new, brand new toy, like this is it, this is the best thing. Jacoby Criswell is still on the roster with some other quarterbacks, but he pointed out Criswell specifically, and he made a good point. Criswell was a very high recruit to UNC. Mm-hmm. Got hurt, Drake May took his place. That's no slouch. May's now going in the NFL. So it's hard to get on the field over a Drake May, right? And then you go to Arkansas and you're behind KJ, who was really good. So um, I think his point was don't discount Chris Well. He was a high recruit. And I think that's good too. You've retained a lot of guys. So even though you haven't had maybe that big splash yet, um, the fact that you've retained some guys is a really good thing that that some other schools can't say. Georgia lost 15. I know most of them were backups, but <laughs> they were going to have to play at some point, so that affects. Um, Kiffin, yes. Obviously, they're the golden standard last year and definitely this year with the NIL. Um, they're nailing transfer, transfer commits right now, but um, Poop Hall being one of them. Um, Trey Harris coming back all their guns coming back. Juice Wells recruited today. But other than that, man, what other team has picked up like that? You know, that's what people are going to compare to, but it's like, okay, cool. Who who else has pulled in three or four studs? Yeah. Nobody in the country. I'm not even just talking SEC, you know, maybe teams have won, but so. Well, we'll get you out of here on this. And we're talking specifically about the Bobby Petrino experiment. Sam Pittman, you know, what is the, the ceiling, or not? I would say the lowest that you think that Arkansas can go next year and Pittman still keep his job? Like, what are the expectations of the Arkansas football program next year with Bobby Petrino as the OC? Considering how you did this year and they kept him, I'd say seven and five. I really would. And, and if you asked me this before they hired Petrino, I might say eight and four, right? Because there wouldn't be like an understanding of, you know, we do have a future. Um, disclaimer, though, it depends on the eye test. How do things look? You know, are the games close? Um, are they getting blown out in the games that they lose? Who are they beating? Um, and you look at the good teams, too. And they all lose games, right? But like Ole Miss this year, Missouri this year, coming off of losses, they won every single game they came off of a loss. They each lost two games. And that's important, right? It's tough to do. And that's why I brought up as well that Pittman is a great motivator coming off of a loss. Um, So seven and five, but I think they do set up well. For they did this past year, and I'm upset they lost that BYU game because um, I think the whole season could have gone different. But they they're in their first three weeks they got UA Pine Bluff, um, Oklahoma State, and UAB. That's potentially three and zero going to Jordan Hare. Um, if you're two and one going to Jordan Hare, I don't I don't love the chances. If you're three and zero riding high on momentum. Who the heck knows? Because most likely the QB's clicking, whoever it is. Um, and, you know, so I think seven and five, but, you know, hopefully better. Well, we appreciate you coming on. Before we let you go, you know, tell everybody where you can find your content and where they can find you on social media. 
Yeah, thank you. Um, I'm an individual contributor for fansided.com, so check it out there. And then uh, Twitter is at PigskinPD. Um, doing spaces every so often. I'm just tweeting all the time, so feel free to interact. But thank you all. Hey, yes, sir. You have a good one. All right, Appreciate you guys it. too. Well, that was Big Skin Petey, Peter Bartell joining us. And what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick commercial break. And then after the break, me and Adam will break down the conversation with Peter and then see what's going on with this basketball program and what they need to do to get things figured out. Attention DOIers and home improvement enthusiasts. Are you searching for the right tools and the supplies to tackle your next project? Look no further than Metters Hardware Store. With locations in Ozark, Alma, and Clarksville, our vast selection of hardware and building materials is sure to have everything you need, whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or building a new deck. Most of our knowledgeable staff is always on hand to offer expert advice and guidance. And with our competitive prices and convenient online ordering, Metters Hardware Store is your one-stop shop for all your DIY needs. Visit us today and let's build something amazing together. Are you in need of legal representation? Look no further than the law offices of Robertson, Beasley, Shipley, and Robinson. As the oldest law firm in the River Valley, we have been serving our clients for over 100 What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland. For innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. With locations in Ozark, Fort Smith, and Springfield, our experienced team of attorneys provide expert guidance and advocacy in a wide range of legal areas, including personal injury, family law, criminal defense, and more. Trust in our Harris history and experience to get the results you deserve. Contact the law offices of Robertson Beasley, Shipley, and Robinson today at 479-782-8813. That's 479-782-8813. Are you looking for a place to grab a cold drink and some delicious food? Look no further than Arkansas Brewing Company. Located at 201 South 1st Street in beautiful downtown Ozark, our establishment offers a wide selection of craft beers and tasty eats. But what sets us apart is our welcoming atmosphere and friendly staff. At Arkansas Brewing Company, you'll always feel like part of the family. So visit Destiny and Christopher Brockett and staff today and see for yourself what makes us the go-to spot for locals and visitors alike. Arkansas Brewing Company, come for the drinks and stay for the friends. Searching for premium brewery products that will take your daily routine to the next level? Look no further than Sterling Soap Company. Our handmade soaps, aftershaves, and balms are made with only the finest ingredients that give you the ultimate grooming experience. With a variety of scents to choose from, there's something for everyone. Plus, our products are crafted in small batches to ensure the highest level of quality. So why wait? Visit www.sterlingsoap.com or visit our retail store at 16 West Walnut Street in Paris, Arkansas. Shop our collection and discover the difference for yourself. Upgrade your grooming routine with Sterling Soap Company. And want to welcome you back to the Hog Talk Podcast. And again, we want to thank Peter Bartell for joining us. Adam, a really good conversation with Peter as a, you know, um, outsider's perspective mm-hmm. of what they thought. And what he brought up was the what got me was a lot of people that he talked to 
the fact that a lot of people don't even remember the Bobby mm-hmm. Petrino stuff. Because, but also, you know, we also, as fans of Arkansas, brought up Bobby Petrino. But Hugh Freeze has been allowed back. You know, th- this ain't the first time that a questionable coaching hire has come into the SEC. You know, because of their character per se. True, but coming back to the school that fired you is a little bit yeah. different. Than oh yeah, coming yeah, back yeah. To the golf, but no, I mean the you know it's mostly going to be like the like we were talking about the parents or the older siblings of these recruits that you know are going to tell them how it was you know when uh, Petrino was here before and this and that. But these kids are going to look at it from his name being out there. I mean they're going to look up film of what his teams did or what his quarterbacks did, and of course that's going to bring up Lamar Jackson, Ryan mm-hmm. Mallett. And you know the offenses that he's ran, so um, it's it's one of those that it it's a good feeling for a lot um, in the state just to get to bring him back and see what happens and see if this can somewhat rectify things and then also just bring some new life back into it. Well, in this comment right here, how much is Petrino handicapped by parents due to his reputation and angry, aggressive personality? I think he's really chilled a lot. You know, now being a granddad. You know, 10 years, he, he's not running a whole football program. He's over the mm-hmm. offensive side of things, that. But but also, you know, this is a different day and time. You know, this is one of them things that people deserve second chances. And I think with him coming back, I think that next year is it's going to be until things happen. Until Arkansas wins a national championship or goes to the college football playoff, you know, we're going to be stuck in that nostalgia era. You look at DMAC, you look at Bobby Petrino, you look at Houston Nutt. So, you know, it's like things aren't going good, so let's go back to what used to be because it, things were going good. So now they've really deep, deep dove into that nostalgia bucket, brought him mm-hmm. back to see if that's going to fix things. And you look, you listen to ESPN Arkansas or any any Arkansas broadcast that when they do highlights, it's 10, 15 years ago. I think we've, we've mentioned this on the show before because that's all we have other than like baseball, you know, basketball is with the Elite Eight. But there's difference when it comes to Final Four National Championship game. Elite Eight is really cool. It, it, they have a lot of success. You know, Arkansas make it to the College World Series is awesome, but there's no championships. So until one of the big three wins a national championship, that's that's all they have. That that's what they're mm-hmm. stuck with, and so I think that's a lot of it too. It definitely is. I mean, year after year, it's it's especially when times are a little bit tough, or people are just in conversation or keyboard arguments, whatever. You know, ninety four and sixty four always get brought up, mm-hmm. um, which you know is understandable because that's. But at the same time, it's you know you're ready for something else to take that spot. Yeah. And that's, I mean, again, because we keep on talking about how much would it mean for Arkansas to win a national championship. And, again, when we first heard about the news of Bobby Vitrino coming back, we reverted to that post we made in October about halfway joking about him fixing this. Well, now he's here. And that hope, I think there's never been – there's never going to be more pressure on a, a coach or an offensive coordinator to fix this, to mm-hmm. make this right. Because like we told, we were talking about with, with Peter, this is going to go really good or really bad. 
Mm-hmm. And we're hoping that it goes really good because if it, you're, you know, everybody's already questioning outside of the program, questioning the hire of bringing him back. And there, and it's like, is that how desperate Arkansas is to win again that they brought Bobby Petrino back? The outside looking in. But for those on the inside and know just the offensive mind that Bobby Petrino is, I mean, and he's paid his, like Hunter Yurchek said, he's paid his dues. He deserves a second chance to come back and right his wrongs. Honestly, I mean, and I hate to say it, but look, we've went through John L. Smith and, and Chad Moore, so – I mean, I think we can honestly say, can it get any worse? Uh, yeah, we can absolutely question that. <laughs> but, um, you know, one thing with Petrino that I think some people were, I guess, expecting these, especially with the portal or recruiting whatever, these splash um, names, these splash recruits. But, you know, going back to that time frame of when he was here before, I mean, we didn't recruit that great then. Um, I think he's a great offensive mind he's a great quarterback developer he might not be the best offensive recruit but i think that's why you kept on kenny guyton mm-hmm. um keep it on jimmy smith you're um, keeping on morgan turner you're keeping on these guys that have already built these relationships with kids here in the state and then you know wherever else they've been recruiting but you know ryan mallet didn't have the greatest of stats you know at michigan before he came to arkansas yeah. and you know i'm not trying to directly compare him to you know Taylor green coming in but you know, let's let's see what Petrino can do when he gets his hands on these quarterbacks. That, that, and the same goes for Jacoby Criswell. Yeah, great, great point because everybody's talking about where's this NIL money, you know, where's, where's the edge program? When are we going to – I mean, w- there's people looking at this. They, they've peaked their ears of, all right, let's see what this guy can do before I come to Arkansas. If Bobby mm-hmm. Petrino comes in and lights the world on fire and really starts making a difference – and when I say light the world on fire – he gets this team to a bowl game or seven and they get seven, eight wins. That is really going to make a huge difference. I'm not, I don't think they have, I think they get bowl eligible. If they go to a bowl game, six, seven wins after everything that's going on and you get them to a bowl game. And again, what Peter was talking about, the eye test. If you look good, if you're competing with these teams in the SEC, but you fall short and you get to a bowl game and you look good, it's going to start trickling down to more people's going to start being interested in, man, maybe I'm the piece that gets them from seven wins to eight wins or eight wins to nine wins. You know, that's how – it's not like basketball where you can get one or two guys to come in and just change your program. They can mm-hmm. help you get to the next level, but that's where it's harder to build in football than it is basketball. And I think that's the importance of this year is – you know, he's got to show that he still has it from an offensive mindset. There's no excuses because Pittman's giving him full control of the offense. He's getting to sit in this room and just study film. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be the biggest, you know, mark of him is he gets to have full control and what, see what he got. Yeah, and let's looking through because, you know, the, the dead period starts tomorrow or tonight at midnight, rather. So we may not see as much news come across for the next couple of weeks, but – you know, getting slaughter. Um, I know we talked about mm-hmm. uh, the kicker's name. Is, uh, I can't even remember what it was. But, you know, the offensive uh, tackle from, I think he's a tackle, from Tennessee. Yeah. I mean, loved his visit. Um, was shocked by Fayetteville or Northwest Arkansas. Um, I think he comes in as a business or finance major and talked about, you know, the 
um, Walton College of Business. And, I mean, he's looking at more of his future other than football mm-hmm. um, and seeing what they have to offer. But, you know, the guys they've – we've – and Arkansas has missed on several few, you know, of uh, transfers that have committed elsewhere that we thought. So it's been a slower process than I think people were expecting in the, with the transfer portal and with Petrino. This is an interesting comment. It says, I hope Pittman doesn't get the credit if Bobby gets us to a bowl game. That's the beautiful thing of this. He's, I mean, that's – and this is no knock on Pittman whatsoever. The, Bobby Petrino is – has come here to fix this. If he does, it's, he's going to get the credit. If he don't, it, it's going to be on him. That, that's just my take on it. I think this is a do-or-die situation when it comes to, you know, what's going to happen with this program – and, yeah, offensive line is going to be a, a big deal, what you can come in and block. And we've seen what this team could have been this year if we could have just had better blocking. You get a better blocking scheme, and with the arm that Criswell has, everybody's talking about it. Y'all, y'all were talking about Taylor Green. I mean, we're it, I've seen his arm, and he's got a cannon. And I, I don't know if it's, you know, it's, it's not a sure thing that Green's going to be the starting quarterback. I think it's going to be a very good competition when it comes to, you know, the quarterback room, and I think that's the way he wants it. I think the complacency is over with. Fight for your spot because I think that's going to make them really appreciate the spot they have on the team, and it's going to make them more hungry when it comes time for, you know, football season to roll around. Yeah, I mean, whenever um... – or not too long ago, Tyler Wilson did an interview with, I think it was ESPN Arkansas. And he talked about his time there with Petrino um, and Mallet. And it was one of those that he pitted them against each other, but he did it for the competition. He did it to make them better. Um, if, you know, if one of them was late, the other one was getting the run with the ones mm-hmm. and the other one could run with the twos. And that's just how it was. It didn't matter that Ryan Mallet was a starting quarterback. You know, it was he had to earn it. If he was late, missed practice, whatever, Tyler Wilson got the nod. And that prepared Tyler for, I think it was the Auburn game, whenever Mallet went out with the potential it concussion. Was, yeah, the Auburn game, yep. Yeah. And and Wilson came in. I mean, and if it wasn't for stuff like that, who knows where Tyler Wilson would have been. But that's what Bobby Petrino brings. It's no job is necessarily secure. You're going to earn it. Well, your backup made it to the NFL. I mean, mm-hmm. he got drafted. I mean, let, let's you know, look at Brandon Allen. You know, he's been a journeyman in the NFL. Tyler Wilson could have been the same thing. You know, he went to the Raiders. I mean, so they still made it to the NFL, your backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's – and he ended up starting. But that's the start, that peak of you got to sharpen iron, sharpen iron gets Ryan Mallett. And it turned into mm-hmm. the job was yours. Now you, you went to the NFL on it. So – I think this is going to be a very intriguing year of what he does with this offense. What he, do, I mean, think about it: Tata Washington, Tesla, Armstrong. I mean, you're going to have Haas has having two. I don't think he had two tight ends when, when Williams was. Oh, well, he had. He had DJ Williams and Chris Craig. Okay, they yeah. overlapped. So just imagine, but they never played on the same team, did they? I think one year, I think um, Greg was maybe a freshman younger, didn't play that. I mean, okay. it was DJ Williams' game when he was there. Well, what I'm talking about is you got two at their peak on the same field. Yeah. I mean, how 
that's going to help everything. And if they can block and get this run game going, we've talked about it for years on here. You've got to be able to block, but you also have to have the three phases of the passing game. You've got to have your tight ends blocking. You've got to get some guys out in the flats. You've got to be able to have the slants in the deep. You've got to have your deep guy. They're going to still need a guy, a wide receiver that can run. They're going to need yeah. that. And maybe that's where Satania comes in to where he really works on his route running and his speed and transitions that into football instead of track. But if you get to him where he can be that deep threat, along with a guy like Tesla, be your slot guy, and then you got your two tight ends, the offense is unlimited when it comes to the potential that can happen. But we get, we got to see – I mean, we'll get further into this, you know, come this summer. But, I mean, I'm going to have to see actions before we start talking about the – the possibilities, but he's got some pieces to work with. It's just, will it all come together? Yeah, that's what we hope. And, you know, I know a lot of, we we're all talking and questioning, you know, what's going to happen with the offense, but you know, there's questions with the defense as well, losing mm-hmm. the players that we've lost. Um, I mean, I know we've had, I think a D back that's committed so far from Tennessee, but you know, losing Paul, losing yeah. Crook, lo- I mean, that, you lost a core, you know, especially your linebacking core that, you know, just it, it's going to be hard to replace. Um, so not only is the offense going to have questions, but the defense definitely still will. Yeah. And, you know, I, 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 I trust, you know, what, uh, what's in Williams and what they're doing. It's just a matter of getting the right guys to fill those roles. Yeah. You can lost. only do so much with what you got, you mm-hmm. know I mean? They could be the best defense coordinator in the country, but, you know, you're having – I mean, the past two years, they're really having to re- replenish their whole defense. And they're losing leaders. They're losing their mm-hmm. defensive captains. You know, Paul and, and Catalan, you know, guys that were supposed to be the sounding board of the defense are now elsewhere. And that's where – I think that's the biggest thing that this team is going to need. But it's going to have to – you know, you just seen Pittman, his demeanor diminish over the season. And, and it starts at the top and works its way down. If your guys see your coach, like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how to fix that. If your head coach don't know how to fix something, the players aren't going to know how to fix it. We need that change of attitude, and we need true leaders on the defensive side of the ball and offensive side of the ball. We have somebody that if they feel like somebody's down, they pick them up, they take their slack, and and that's going to be – the biggest difference with this football team is if they can find some leaders, they can find some true dogs that want to lead this team and that are able to, and they have the work help around them. It's going to really help out. Yeah. I mean, with this time going in from the season that we just had into whatever's coming, I mean, this is a prime time for players to step up and make names for Mm -hmm. themselves. Um, Not just in, you know, Arkansas lore, but I mean, elsewhere, you know, if you can come in and you bring up your players and you bring this team back from damn near what it was with Chad Morris, I mean, or at least the feeling was, I know it was not at that level, uh, but, you know, that that's going to do a lot, in a sense, for um, setting up Arkansas's future and their future as a player. Yeah, and the, and the ones that left, you know, Rocket and KJ and Paul, you know, I, I don't blame any of them because, you know, they got one year in, in some of these guys, and I'm not saying that they're not going to go to the NFL, but you look at the running back position in the NFL, it, it's nothing what it was five, ten years ago. 
you know, you look at just at a lot of the offensive players that are drafted in NFL and you're trying to raise your stock. And there's just so many questions. Like when we're talking about Bobby Petrino, that just fixes one side of the ball in the offense. Maybe I'm just paraphrasing, you know, that just fixes one side of the ball. But like in Paul's case, there's huge questions when it comes to what's going to happen with the defensive side of the ball. And if he feels like he can go somewhere where it's more established, where he can mm-hmm. get to the league, why not? Why Why not? Mm-hmm. Because in, in all reality, let, let's just be real, Arkansas done it to themselves because the way the program is. You know, we're welcoming mm-hmm. players in, but if players want to go, I mean, that's just part of it, you know. And This is basically – I mean – I know I've seen it said before, but people just have to look at it. The college football, this is the free agency um, until, you know, there's like a collective bargaining agreement. It's about the only thing I think separating it from NFL, but uh, it's a free agency at this point. I guarantee that these kids that are having to deal with transferring, going elsewhere would rather have a school and a team that they could stay put with and not have to mess with mm-hmm. all of this. Yeah. So there's, you know, a lot out there that are fan wise that think that players are doing this and that for the attention or whatever they're doing it for their futures. Yeah. It's their potential future in the NFL that they have to worry about. Exactly. And, and, you know, you go to another school and it gets you a second round to a first round or a third round to a second round. There's millions involved in it. You know, mm-hmm. I remember Nick Saban was talking to one of his players when he was a freshman. He got in trouble, and he said, you know, if you keep acting this way, you're going to be a third-round draft pick. He said, now, if you're a first-round draft pick, that's $30 million. Is that, was this decision worth $30 million? He said, no, sir, and you'll never have a problem at me again. And he did it, and the guy ended up signing his first contract. It was like $38 million. So – I mean, there's a millions and millions of dollars that are in stake here. In the shelf life of an NFL athlete, it's not a 20-year career. It's it's not. Mm-hmm. And everybody think you think millions, but they get taxed and agents. And there's so much that goes into that lifestyle that you know it's it's nice. It's a great living. You get paid millions to play football, but you really got to be smart with your money, or you could be up being broke just as like as everybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've both been touched on, you know, not necessarily on here, but when we've chatted that, you know, say what you want about Brandon Allen, but he's kind of got it made mm-hmm. with, you know, journeyman backup quarterback, yeah. but, you know, practice squad or third string, second string, I mean, getting paid what he gets paid to mm-hmm. not have to go in week in and week out and get pummeled. Yeah. I mean, play a couple of times in the preseason and, you know, join up and, 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 had that reputation where you're still playing. I mean, he's probably making five hundred, six hundred thousand a year. That's that's a decent living. So, but mm-hmm. I guess what we'll do is we'll, we'll save the basketball talk for another time this week. I know the holidays are coming up and everything, so we're really going to be next week. You know, with Christmas, of course. You know, we're just we're going to probably hold the show off and, and until midweek next week on on the Christmas show. Um, let everybody have time with their family. Let us enjoy time with our families. But we're going to end the show with uh, I want to give a huge shout-out to Harding Bison, D2 National Champions. Adam, I watched the game, pure domination, 502 yards rushing against a very good Colorado school of the mine, coming off another win against Lenore Ryan. These were two 
D2 powerhouses that they beat to win the national championship. What impressed me the most and what I loved the most about it is when they showed the roster full of Arkansas kids. I loved it. And just seeing them win the national championship, I know it's not Arkansas Razorback related, but it was really Mm -hmm. awesome seeing them win the national championship yesterday. Yeah, before the game, um, I was just reading up some stuff on it, and I think the thing that got me was something had to give because I think the Colorado School of the Mines are only giving up like 68 Mm -hmm. yards rushing a game. So it was which one is going to give, and we obviously saw which one gave out. Oh, yeah, I think they had that on the first drive. (laughs) Yeah. So, But we'll keep you updated on, you know, our shows coming up for the next week or so, and I know it transitions into New Year's, but keep – Keep looking forward to our post on, on social media, but that will do it for this episode of the Hog Talk Podcast. If you don't catch us next week, we wish everybody a happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and everyone have safe travels going to everywhere you go to uh, celebrate the holidays with your family. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.